This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're an athlete or if you just like to train or work out or, or even just everyday life gets in the way, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Check out what they have there. All their shit works. I take it. They've sent me stuff. I'm actually, once this runs out, I'm going to buy it myself. That's how good it is. It actually works. You don't need to take pills instead of taking Advil for headaches or whatever or for joint muscles. Take their products. They have lubes. They have roll-ons. Anything you want, tonics. They have it. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25, and you'll get 25% off. And if you're a woman that listens to the show, go to poppyapparel.com. They have a bunch of clothing and apparel there for all shapes and sizes, doesn't matter. Anything you like as a woman, they probably have. Check it out. You'll get 10% off with promo code THEPODCAST, capital D. They ship free after you spend $50. And until February 28th, go to wehavemerch.com. I sell merchandise there. I have women's tees, men's tees, and mugs, black or white, for a limited time because they are closing shop. They just let me know. So you have until February 28th. Hopefully, I will find somewhere else to sell my merchandise. But in the meantime, you can check it out there. And please go to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, rate, subscribe, like, follow, review. That's very important. And if you're on the internet, go to podbros.com. I am a part of their network. You can listen to the show there and a bunch of other shows. And if you shop on Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. So this week's guest is the host of Rerez and co-host of Hot Take, a fellow Canadian pork chop, Shane Lewis. Hey, how are you? I'm doing, is it Lewis or should I say it the Portuguese way, Luiz? You can say Lewis, but okay. everyone, uh, people that speak the language would say it the other way. For okay, sure. <laughs> perfect. I just wanted to make sure I'm not offending you because I know with my last name, I get I don't get offended because it's actually a long last name and it's not a typical English name. So people bumble it a lot and it doesn't get under my nerves, but I understand when I offend someone because a lot of people do it to me. 
Oh, no. Well, I mean, for me, Shane, to begin with, it's a very non-Portuguese name. So when I know. Well, how my family members try to say it, it's always like shame or something like that. It's so true. Uh, I have a co-host every once in a while that comes on the show, too. And we brought up this point about Portuguese people who moved here to Canada, naming their kids English names and no one in their family could even pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it happened quite a bit. I, to this day, most of my family members that uh, are native speakers of Portuguese will not, and I mean this, will not say my name properly, no matter how much encouragement or how many times you repeat it properly to them at all. It's just the way it is. What can you do? Portuguese people are stubborn. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. All right, so what is Rerez? How did this all come about? Tell people who don't know who you are or, or, or listen to you for the first time. What is Rerez? Well, uh, a while ago, I was working at a company, and I uh, was working on videos and stuff like that, and I really wanted to make uh, a TV show that dealt with video games. I was really inspired by shows like Electronic Playground, or sorry, Electric Playground, and um, a bunch of other shows that deal with video games, uh, like X-Play, right. and I tried to make a pilot in that, and the pilot uh, had different actors on it and stuff like that. I, I just wanted to be behind the camera. And one day while I was sick from work, um, I decided to record my own uh, little piece and put it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just started getting more and more attention as I kept making videos, and it just uh, continued to grow. So what ReRes is, is uh, just a channel that talks about video games. Uh, I don't do Let's Plays. I review hardware, review products, look at really weird stuff and strange okay. things, right. and explore the uh, really crazy stuff out there that people generally like to avoid. Cool. That sounds good. So no, what was the decision in only doing hardware versus software? Well, I still do software, but I find hardware to be, uh, it's, it's more physical, right? There's, there's something there that people can understand when you're holding it and you can present that to people in, in an interesting way. One, one of my like biggest inspirations is uh, Top Gear and Grand Tour. And uh, the way that they look at a car mm -hmm. is, is a very physical, uh, like a uh, kind of examination where, when you look at software, it's not really the same thing. Software is – it's a game. It's a product. You can see it, uh, and it, it's totally, it totally exists in a digital space. But with a controller, you can hold that. You can examine it and show it off and, and explore it the same way that you can explore uh, any kind of physical object. That's pretty cool. So why the name ReRes? What's, what's the origin of that? Well, a long time ago, a uh, big fan of Tron, and in Tron, oh. when uh, a character uh, gets killed off, they call it de-resing, okay. and uh, it's a de-resolution. So uh, re-res is when you re-res, uh, you re-resolution. Uh, re so it's it's uh, something that people uh, say while they're playing video games. It's not modern anymore. People <laughs> don't really use the name that much, but right. if, you've, if you ever die in like a multiplayer game and you're waiting to respawn, you can also say re-res. It's the exact same terminology. And how long have you been doing this now for? Wow, uh, it's been just over five years now, I think. Oh, yeah. nice. So you're, you're a so-called vet now. You know what you're doing. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I like think so. So what, what do you think has been the biggest hiccup along the, this five-year journey of yours? Uh, figuring out how to, make, uh, how to make it work in the digital frontier. Oh. Uh, when I was trying to get into making a television pilot originally or, or any of the other work I'd done previously, those uh, those industries existed. I was in commercial marketing for a while and uh, video development and stuff like that. You knew where, where your products were going to go. You knew what you had to do uh, day in and day out. But with um, YouTube and 
uh, digital video in general, right. it's it's still very on the cutting edge, and people are still coming up with concepts and ideas for how to move things forward. So, uh, the, the the rules to to how to make a success uh, a successful or to have an, a successful career in this industry is still constantly evolving and changing, and the of rules course. that. Uh, we always thought were established and built just just last year have changed drastically and have, have, have evolved cons- consistently since uh, inception. You know what? It's so true. Ever since, uh, like you said, the inception of just the internet alone. Like before, it was just TV. If you weren't on TV, too bad. Now with the internet, social media now having like their own platform for viewing television as well, it's like so expanded, and you have to stay on the ball in order to be successful, right? Yeah, it's very true. Um, television at, uh, in its much earlier time had fewer channels and, yep. and, and fewer bandwidth. So if you had a TV show, you had a TV show that was on on one of the few channels that existed. So chances are people were going to be watching you just because you were on. Yeah. And now with the with the resources we have online, with the ability to watch virtually anyone do anything, it's it's really changed the way that people consume media and finding a way to attract even a fraction of that online is right. incredibly difficult and complex, but if you can make it work, it's it's pretty interesting. Well, that's the thing. You got to make it work. And I honestly think nowadays, if you have a good enough product, no matter where you are, they will find you because word of mouth will travel if you promote it properly, if you're on social media, whatnot, it will travel and people will get a, a hold of you. Oh yeah, sure. For sure. I, I agree with that. Especially if you're making something that people really enjoy watching of or course. just just being a part of then yeah people are, are way more excited to share those things and i think that's what has killed off a lot of the old television ideas because some of the yeah. kind of bad shows that were produced no longer have that grab to them anymore because people just aren't watching them uh, as as easily as they did in the past you know what it's so true even with myself like before you mentioned it i watched tv because there was nothing else on i had to watch it so there's so many crappy shows i needed to watch now with netflix and everything else that we have online if I'm watching something on Netflix and I don't like it, say, two episodes in, I'm done. I'm not even going to bother. What's the point? On to the next. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I'd come home from school and there was like a good, I want to say, two or three hours where you could watch a Simpsons episode uh, <laughs> every half hour right. for three hours straight. Yeah. right? Because each network had uh, like a certain episode and they we would never run for some reason the same episode twice <laughs> during the day. So it was cool to kind of catch that. But I remember at one point, it shifted and there was uh, a Simpsons episode on one network and then on the other one and, and, and you kind of like miss it. So there was like this a 30 minute gap where you could watch anything. And I, during right. that 30 minute gap, I would, I remember I would watch the dumbest things and things I did not like, but I have to sit here for 30 minutes because the Simpsons is coming on right after this. Yep. So, you know, that's the, it's the call into the next show. So I would still do it. Yeah. No kidding. All right. You also have something called the worst ever series. And you don't yes. pull any punches. You literally go in, you review it how you want to review it, and that's it. No, you don't like sway one way or the other. Tell me about yeah. this. How how relieving <laughs> is it? Because you have so many people online nowadays that you could so tell that they're being paid by the product to review this for them. And I, I don't know, maybe because I'm into video games and I notice it a, a bit better. And maybe those type of people are more towards the younger audience where they have no idea if it's true or false. But I'll, if, if it's relieving for me to see someone like yourself do it without having someone in your pocket, so to speak. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I have seen uh, paid promotions in the past. Uh, seeing someone be uh, be promoted to talk about something, that, that really never like affects me too much. I don't think too much of that in general. But 
it's it's when it's like a paid review where the opinion is being bought and paid for. That's the kind of stuff I, I really yes, don't like. Exactly. But um, it's something I, I typically don't practice with Rerez. We have very strict rules about what we're allowed to do and what we're allowed to cover and how we cover it. Okay. Um, for instance, if uh, a company sends in a product, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. um, we would take that product and review it as 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 if we had purchased it because I mean we tell people it had come in. But right. we treat it like it's something we spent money on because even if we're getting a product for free, mm-hmm. that's still our time, it's still our energy, it's that's still true. all the things that would go into even just buying a product outright. And then once it's here, it's a part of the studio, um, like a, a like a collection of, of products that we can give away, mm-hmm. but we can never sell it. We can never make profit off this thing. So right. it enters in like a dead zone in our storage where it never, ever gets sold for anything because we want to make sure that – there's this very strict relationship uh, between the people that are prevent, uh, uh, providing us with hardware to cover, mm-hmm. and and our opinions always stay uh, as as far apart from that as we can. So, how do you decide what to review? Because there's so many stuff now on the market, and it's pretty much almost impossible to get your hands on everything. Like you said, some people send you stuff, so I guess that would be the easy way. But other than that, how, what's the process in behind d- deciding what goes on Rerez? Well, for Rerez as it exists now, it's I only like to cover things that I find are interesting or have something about them that is a little bit different and unique. Okay. Uh, for the Worst Ever series, uh, the original episode um, that we first aired, I was with my friend at uh, a discount store. Okay. And um, they had this system there called the Wireless 60. I'd never heard of it before. It looked like crap. Okay. And uh, he told me not to buy it. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's repeated this story several times. And um, when... When when I brought it home and I did a video on it, I had a nightmare of a time actually trying to record it because it simply was so bad. Uh, my capture card kept crashing because the system kept uh, jumping up and down in different resolutions. Oh, wow. uh, I had the game crash on me a couple times, <laughs> and I just had just everything that could go wrong with that recording did. Right. I had no idea over a million people would ever watch that video. I I, I don't even think the video is as good as uh, to to warrant the, that kind of viewership, but. Um, after making that, I started to realize that there, there may be more systems like that that would be worth covering. And for, for me, finding anything, anything for the Worst Ever series is it's trying to, to scam consumers. The moment mm. a product is made to, 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 to try and take, uh, take it out on, on, uh, on someone that's buying it, that's right. when I'll have a problem with it. And that's when I think it's a perfect contender for the show. Oh, gotcha. So it, was that the worst thing you've ever reviewed? Or try to review. I, I I thought that would be the worst thing I ever reviewed. That's why I called it the worst ever because I thought that was the worst system I'd ever looked at, and I, it couldn't get much worse. But then after that, uh, a whole bunch of viewers after the video got really popular started sending me links going, "Did you know there's a sequel to this system?" And I was like, "No, that's not a thing. No one would ever make a sequel to this." But they did, oh, and then. When I was at ANC Games in Toronto in the back room, uh-huh. they had a, a bin of, of objects they were going to throw out. And on the very top was another of these systems that was a prequel that I'd never heard of. So it kind of like organically evolved for me to find all these really bad consoles. Right. Uh, and it just it just kept happening that way where I would be uh, – what I'll do is I'll go to a video game store okay. or I'll go to a swap meet or whatever it might be. And I'll, I'll go up to somebody's table or, or, or whatever, and I'll just go, what is the worst thing you have in the store that you can't sell, wow. and how much is it? Well, you're just straight up, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
and 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 you'll find people are very very supportive of that. There really? there's a couple people out there that go, well, I do not sell any garbage, and it's like you oh. do, but you're not saying you do. But there are people out there right. who have these things, and they're like, look, no one wants this, no one wants to buy it. In some cases, they'll just give it to you because they don't think anyone's ever going to buy it. But in other cases, you will be able to actually like uh, just just get it for a really cheap amount and then make something fun out of it. So that that's what I try to do. So have you gotten any like hate mail or bad feedback from any of these companies or even people who enjoy these type of ha- hardware that you review at all? Um, well, <clears throat> it's it's happened uh, once or twice. Uh, not from the companies specifically because the companies okay. are – they're, they're like shell corporations that exist specifically to produce something so that they can't legally be taken back. So, oh, for instance, right. uh, some of the products we've looked at have just had a ton of uh, illegal video games on them, uh, bootlegs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So by using a company that can be shut down right away or an LLC or whatever it is, they they can just shut it down, not have the parent company get in trouble. So right. you see that happening a lot. So typically we will not hear from those companies. Okay, I will hit here from the developers of the games oh. who are shocked to find out their games are on these systems. Really? That I hear from a lot. And then they ask me, where did I find it? And stuff right. like that. Wow. It's so true. Like, even, like, okay, I want to touch on two things that you reviewed recently. Like the whole line of the Soldier Boy stuff. Sure. <laughs> How the hell... I was about to swear there. I'm trying to be nice. I, I guess hell is still a swear word, but whatever. How does he get away with this? So... I personally don't believe Soldier Boy was was doing this for 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 any malicious reasons. I okay. think that um, he wanted to sell cool products on his website, and that was his goal. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe. I mean, I'm a video game nerd. I don't think he has the same like scope for games that I do. So right. he may have looked at these things. He just imagine if if you if you were him and you didn't know a lot about video games, but you were a fan of video games. Okay. You found this console. You picked it up. And it wasn't that expensive, and it had all these classic games from your youth. Right. And you see all these people over uh, over the world that are going nuts for SNES classics and NES classics, mm-hmm. and all these retro recreations of older systems. And you're like, "Hey, I can sell this. I can just buy these from these huge reseller or the, these huge uh, like factories right. and resell them for a little bit of a profit, and and it would be fun." And I think he thought that was okay. And 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 I and I don't hold anything against him. I, right. If I was in his position, I probably would have done the same thing, hoping that I would be sharing this with a lot of other people. But I don't think he understood the scope of what was in there and how illegal those things were. So yeah. What I made very very specifically sure that in the videos that we made about his products. It wasn't attacking Soldier Boy because I don't, I really don't believe he was even really con- conscious of that stuff. Okay. What the goal was was to attack the the, the, the people that were making these systems oh. that were were, were, were stealing uh, material from other people and 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 just just selling it without any uh, uh, discourse. Yeah, that's crazy. But again, if okay, I don't know how all this works. I, I'm sure you know a lot better than I do. But if he was to get so-called sued or the companies would go after him, I guess. The argument of him saying, I, I don't know any better, that's not going to hold up, w- would it? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't believe it. But I'm not a lawyer, so I can't, right. I can't give you like the, the, the directions of that. But I, from what I understand, I don't believe that would hold up. Um, the, the reason being is that you're selling something that, 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 that these companies that sell these things, like I said, are LLCs. They're, they're companies that just they can close down in a minute and mm-hmm. no one can go to them. Yeah. Um, when he becomes the... Uh, a North American uh, seller, 
that exist in in a specific region, mm-hmm. he can get away with it for. Or, I mean, he can't get away with it because the, these American companies can go, oh, here's a person that's selling them directly. If Best Buy were to be selling these, if Walmart mm-hmm. were to be selling these, they would get in trouble. Of course. So that that's why uh, they, they do their best to make sure that they are not liable for those individual products. But I don't believe he set up his company in such a way. I do believe that's one of the reasons why the website he was hosting that had all these products mm-hmm. went away. Oh. Um, it, it, it's offline. Right. People didn't say that, the, from what I'm to understand, people didn't get the products they purchased from him <laughs> because I don't think uh, he legally could have sent them out. Oh. And it was rumored from his own Twitter account that he had stated that um, he was he was contacted or he had to pull it down because of, uh, of reasons. And I do believe that a company out there, mm-hmm. not... I'm not saying specifically Nintendo or or Sega or whoever right. it was, but I do believe a company reached out to him and said, you can't sell these, you don't own this, whether you know it or not. And, gotcha. and that was it. I don't think he got in like a massive amount of trouble. There was a lot of people out there that were wanting to uh, have uh, uh, Soldier Boy go to jail and stuff like that. <laughs> that's, that, that's not what this is. Yeah. I don't think that, that that's fair. I just think what happened was a complete misunderstanding and, he he got a lot of popularity for it. He did. A lot of people are paying attention, but I just don't think he he really understood what what the, the severity of the of the of the issue of selling those consoles was. No kidding. Well, speaking of severities as well, you just reviewed something or tried to. I I, I didn't go back to see if you actually accomplished this or not or found a way to. And I didn't even know they had these back in 1981. A motion controller for the Atari. Yeah. Uh, so we are doing a video on this. <laughs> I had to talk to a lot of people. Okay. Um, so. As far as we can tell, in 1981, a company called Datasoft, which was a publisher and developer for video games, made hardware. I don't know how much hardware they made, but I can confirm they made this one controller. Okay. Um, this controller uh, may well be the first motion controller for games ever produced. We, we cannot find an earlier example mm-hmm. uh, of a video game-related controller. There, there are other devices that um, had motion uh, abilities to them, but they were not related to video games. Okay. Um, so uh, inside the controller, there's mercury switches. <laughs> and okay. that's what they used to, 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 to register the movement. Now, oh. mercury switches are, are this, especially the ones in this controller, are generally pretty safe. They're hermetically sealed. Okay. And they're used in a whole bunch of devices. But in this one instance, because it's a controller in its age and we cannot verify the history of it, mm-hmm. we don't know how secure th- that item is and, and how, how intact all of that mercury is. Right. So the moment I picked it up and I used it, it seemed to work. Then I read the manual, which had a nice big warning that it had mercury inside of it, and I freaked out. Of course. Yeah, I I laid the controller down safely. I went to the sink, and I just started washing my hands because I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I don't know where where has this been? Is is this safe? And Yeah, I just, for for about 30 minutes, I was just losing my mind and doing a whole bunch of research. Contacted a whole bunch of people. Um, some chemical engineers and, um, and people that have dealt with this stuff in the past let me know that it is safe to use to a degree, but there's uh-huh. some precautions that we've taken. Okay. The video is going to be made. It's just, it's wild to think that anything like that would have happened. But yeah, that, that's, that's what we're doing right now. Okay. Without ruining anything though, I, I don't want your final diagnosis on this whole thing or whatnot, but is it like the original cell phone? Is it like triple the size of what a controller is nowadays? No, actually, oh. it, it is. It is. It's probably. Um, it's probably one of the most 
interestingly comfortable controllers I've ever had for the Atari to hold. Shut it up. Is really weird. Oh, wow. This is this this controller was crazy expensive when it came out, but when we get into it and talk about it a lot more, right. it's course. probably one of the most interesting controllers we've ever looked at on the show, period. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now now I'm really interested to see what it's all about. So what are you playing right now? Let's get off the hardware. Let's talk about some gaming. What is your go-to game right now? What are you playing? Okay, well, I'm playing Wargroove a lot. This is a game that is kind of like Advance Wars, and it's available on Switch and PC and uh, Xbox and just a bunch of platforms. Okay. And uh, basically, it's it's an RTS, uh, real-time strategy type game. Right. With um, really cool mechanics and elements to it. It's got a great uh, pixel- uh, pixelated art style. And I've been just really enjoying playing it. Uh, certain games that I like playing can be played um, slowly and, 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 and not rushed. And this is one of those games where I can play it and take a breather and, and take my time. Right. And I can actually like watch a TV show while playing it or something like that. And oh, that's okay. what this one is for me. Right, right. So I've been really enjoying that lately quite a bit. But uh, outside of that, uh, Hitman 2, I really thoroughly enjoyed. Oh. Uh, I've been getting in the PlayStation VR a little bit more. And I've been playing okay. a game called um, Astrobot which is so good. It's probably one of the best um, platforming games I've ever played, specifically in VR, which is just something you don't really hear about a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying a lot of stuff like that. Now, what's the worst game you've ever played since you like to talk about stuff that sucks? (laughs) The worst game I ever played. I, so, so I have played a lot of really really bad games unfortunately some of the worst i've played aren't official games or they're knockoff games or clone games okay or or, or things like that but right. for official releases yeah i mean official um, exactly so in, in the past little recent while of games i've played I, I would have to say uh there was a game i played uh that that didn't make any sense to me it was an indie game on xbox one i think it's called north okay and i i don't like it's it's an indie game i don't want to like insult the people that made it no it's like just your preference but there there there's two versions of north there's a pc version which apparently makes a lot more sense okay but the xbox version is actually missing aspects to it mm-hmm. and i and it just it's incomplete and oh. and it, it, it you can you can beat it but you need a guide and i typically do not look guides up online mm. i could not understand what was going on in the game or the abstract nature of the of the art or anything right it is a very very strange game there were some aspects of it that i thought were really neat but in general it just i i actually i if i have to play a bad game mm-hmm. i will play a bad game and 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 just stop playing it once i don't want to play it anymore this game was bad on a level that i was like okay i have to beat this game now to understand what's happening and i ended up doing that and I, I think I learned nothing from that experience. <laughs> nothing at all. Okay, what about like AAA games? Like something, okay, nowadays all AAA games are pretty half-decent. There's really nothing to complain about unless you're nitpicking. But something that you popped in that was you were expecting to be something, but it wasn't. Because <sighs> um, I got I one, guess... so. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I think uh, when it comes to like really big experiences, generally they, they don't seem to be completely awful like there's something about them i might not like too much right of course um i know that's why it's hard i guess uh a game i played recently that i i simply i i really couldn't understand why it was designed that way actually you know north at least is a game that you can complete okay um the culling 2 was a game that came out and 
I could like I was so confused. There were aspects of it that were were, were smart, but it was just a broken game and it, it turned off like they, they you can't even play the game anymore. It, it completely oh, wow. shut down. And 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 that was for like a short minute for about, a I want to say, a couple of days. Yeah. This game existed and it disappeared as fast as it came. And I think that's something that I wasn't expecting to have such a bad experience with. It. And, and I, I don't understand how the game came out in the, in the state that it was in. All right. I got two of them. And one of them is going to actually be a big surprise to a lot of people. But one recently, because I, I got a PS4 late in its cycle. I got it, I think, now two years ago. So I've been catching up. I'm finally on the current year of gaming. So now I'm sort of up to date, right? But recently I played a game, and I love the series. I don't know why. I, oh, well, I guess I know why. I'll explain. The game's Far Cry 5. Have you played Far okay. Cry 5? Yes, I have. I've played all the Far Cry games. Okay. I... I didn't like the story nearly as much as, as I thought yep. I would get into. That's um, one. Yeah. I actually had the opportunity to meet the actor who played as the main villain at the end there. Oh, okay. Um, that dude is super, uh, like, enthralling. He he is a wow. he, he's an actor that can turn that performance on in an instant. Really. And 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 I liked being around this character and, and seeing what this world was like. Mm-hmm. I found the performances in the game and that kind of stuff to be really cool. I didn't like the ending so much. There's, yes. there's multiple endings, but the one that I got uh, that I, that I got to, I, I wasn't super enthralled with. But there was a lot of things in the game that I liked. Okay. Um, but the game felt way too wild to me. I, I want I want yes. the game to have uh, a different feel to it. It's my own personal feeling on that. I think the game did a lot of good things, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of fun to be had there. But it got to a point where I felt very repetitive in, the, in, in, yes. what I, in what I was trying to achieve. The two things I hated the most about the game was one, when you were in between missions and you were just running around and then all of a sudden you got kidnapped and then you were forced to do the side mission to continue the story. That really pissed me off because you're in a groove, you're doing something, then all of a sudden these guys come, kidnap you, done, you got to do this now. That was one. The other thing was, I don't know if you got this a lot, but I noticed there was a lot of glitches where you just keep falling through the ground or something would happen where my gun would disappear. I don't know if it was just me or other people experienced it, but it, it really took away from it. And of course, the bad story. I, to me, it was the weakest story out of all the Far Cries. I, I generally had a pretty solid experience. I played it on PC specifically, oh, so I might have avoided okay. some of those things. But, right, right. Um, the, I, I, <clears throat> that, that, the, when you, when you mentioned the, the points where you do get kidnapped and stuff, yeah, the, those elements... Because it's an open world game, they need to pull you back into the story. And instead of yeah. directing you to an area, they want you to feel like at any moment it could just happen. Right. And when that happened to me, I was okay with the storyline or the, or the or whatever that was happening. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, some points I had a goal in mind or I was about to do something. Yes, thank you. And then it would interrupt me while I was doing that. That That's that's what I didn't like. I would have pre- preferred to just have that stuff happen when um, I was already accomplishing a, when a goal was accomplished or in the elements of a story mission. But unfortunately, yeah, that was there. And when you are forced to do some of those things like escaping a bunker or whatever it might be, right. I, I typically did not enjoy those sequences I because it, it turned the, the game into a linear experience mm-hmm. rather than the open world experience that they had driven at the very beginning. And I'm not a fan of games. This is another thing that's sort of related, but uh, games that give you all this ammo all these guns all this stuff to do and it's open world and all of a sudden they pull everything back like those sequences where you get oh you were stranded on an island and all your guns disappeared and now you got to start from scratch or in instance in tomb raider the the newest tomb raider uh, what is it rise of the shadow or shadow what is it again 
Shadow. Uh, I it's the shadow one. Yeah, yeah whatever. The third one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that one, they made you do a lot of like you were speaking of it before, Hitman, like type of uh, parts in the game where you're forced to do stealth instead of running and gunning. So I don't like when games force you to do certain stuff when it's supposedly an open world type of game. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's I think that's why I like Hitman so much because it's it's just great. It's it Hitman isn't just a third person shooter for me or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. a puzzle, and each it is. level is a is is a collection. It's it's here is your goal, and now figure out a way to achieve that goal. And we give you this amazing open world to well, that's not really a, a massive open world, but an amazing level that's highly detailed that has all these different solutions. I think that the format that they have for Hitman and Hitman 2 is only making the game series better, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to see where they continue with that. But what I've Hitman 2, in my opinion, with the uh, gold collection or whatever, so you get all the levels from the first game that they released recently. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, it, it is the perfect Hitman game. It, it encompasses oh, wow. so much and has so many great um, aspects to it. Um, what you were mentioning, uh, falling through the ground, that never happened to me in 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 uh, uh, Far Cry, mm-hmm. but that did happen in Fallout seventy six. Which oh, that game. I I know I said there were some other games that I played that were pretty bad, but Fallout yeah, seventy six, yeah. that one legitimately had way too many problems to be to, to to be understood. Like that that game was is very functionally broken. I found I found. Yeah, and I'm a huge Fallout fan. My favorite is 3, though, but 4 it was a little bit underwhelming. I thought they were going to do a lot more with it, but to me, 3 is still the best out of all of them. But now that I'm hearing all this about 76, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to skip this one. It's it's one I can't really recommend, unfortunately, but Bethesda is a company that can fix things, and I, I, I firmly true. believe that they want to do better. It's just in this in this one aspect, they were trying to achieve a really cool goal of making Fallout a multiplayer experience and mm. i just think that they kind of tripped while they were doing it but right i don't want them to not try it again i think that this yep. th- now that they see all the flaws in in that specific uh like a, a direction mm-hmm. they can make it better the next time and i think that that's something that a really good game developer can do is is identify the issues they have in their flow and fix those things as they move forward hey they did it with skyrim when it first came out for playstation right yeah, yeah. A lot of their games that first come out typically have glitches and bugs, only because they're such big experiences. That's true. Too. And 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 they and they they fix it up as time goes, and 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 really uh, refine their craft as it happens. But yeah, Fallout seventy six was just and to this day, as far as I'm aware, it still has the problems that uh, existed when I left it. That sucks. Okay, so the other game I wanted to rant about, and I'm going to get shot in the face for this one. It's very popular right now. It's Red Dead Redemption two. I did, do not like it. I'm only going to finish it because I spent money on it and I've already pumped in too many hours. And that's the only reason why I want to finish it. But it's one of those games to me that it seems like I don't want to finish. Like I just said, I need to finish it. It's it's not a fun experience to me. It's kind of boring. No, I, I agree. Uh, I, I So I'm, I'm a, I, I've been around in, in playing video games since the introduction of open world uh, uh, design. Right, uh, me too. The sandbox experiences and stuff, right? Like right. The, I, I've been there since that really start. Uh, with Red Dead Redemption 2, what I feel that game got so wrong was the fun of being in the world. Thank you. Uh, 
Grand Theft Auto Five is is a crazy big game, mm-hmm. and the characters are a little stupid, and the story is <laughs> kind of dumb. Right. But the, the missions are wild, and you never really know what's going to come next. And and for that alone, it's it's fun. Thank you. <clears throat> if I get if I get bored playing with one of the characters in, in Grand Theft Auto Five, I can just switch to another character on the fly. If I yep. want to go online, I can do that as well. Exactly. It's 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 a it's a it's a very big game with tons of moving pieces, and it doesn't all flow together, but it it does achieve greatness every so often and that greatness is is good enough to stand by and, and pay attention to but red dead redemption 2 uh i really don't think it did that i i no. believe that the game is uh incessantly boring at points that that, that <laughs> drive me to insanity like i spent so much time in the game right. doing things i didn't want to do to achieve something i did want and uh. i want to enjoy the experience from the beginning to the end with a bunch of different things in between, but it never felt like it, it was doing it properly. And I I, I, I wish I cared more about the characters, but the game didn't care about the characters enough to make me care about them. So that uh, hurt quite a bit. And I got to a point in the game where I, there's, there's a, a very big uh, um, emotional peak in the game. And I got to that point, mm-hmm. and once that happened, I lost all interest in continuing because it felt like it, my progress literally just died up until that point. Oh, wow. So that was it. I, I completely stopped playing the game up, uh, at, that, at, at that era. And then when I tried to go on and play the online aspect, yeah. I felt that all the issues they have with online uh, were, were, were the issues from the early days of their online games. And I simply don't want to be a part of that and and see them try to make all that uh, work again. So, yeah, I, I completely fell out of love with the game um, pretty quickly after uh, uh, getting through it. Yeah, because right now, again, spoiler alert, if, if anyone hasn't played or if you're playing, turn off for a bit, but I'm right at the point where they left the the Cuban island and went back to, I guess, St. Denis for the first time, and I just stopped there. That's where I'm currently at. So I don't know if that peak you were talking about was when they had that big shootout and left or not, but... I'm almost sort of like you right now where it's just, I just, I'm like, right now I'm literally just doing missions. I'm not doing nothing. I don't give a rat's ass about upping my pouch, about doing this, about skinning animals, going fishing. I don't care about any of that. Even shaving and bathing, I don't do any of that. I don't care. The only thing I do is eat or else you die and then some other stuff. And that's about it. But it's just, it's too much of a chore. It feels like I'm doing a chore, like you said, than having fun. And even the part that pisses me off the most is the sequences when you got to travel halfway around the map on horse for a good five minutes when they could have easily just added a fast travel instead. Yep, yep. There, there are fast travel mechanics in the game, but they don't work it's not very good. well. Thank and you, they yes. they also feel slow. And that's it, uh, yes. And and I got I got farther than, than where you're at. I actually okay. got to a... Trust me, more things happen in the story. It's just when you get to that point, right. it feels all the, all the all the things you had accomplished feel like they, they, they just hollow, like it has no, no purpose. Um... I don't. I'm not going to spoil the story. Uh, I, I I don't want to. I feel that there's some people out there that might actually enjoy the narrative that the game's trying to progress with. But okay. the idea, uh, something that you mentioned, I, I'd love to focus on just a bit. Sure. The idea of eating to keep your character alive yeah. is total stupidity. Thank you. No one likes that in video games. No. It is. It's not a good mechanic. It's it's false um, interactivity. It does not breed interesting gameplay. Nope. If the game is a game about someone eating and and you're gamifying the aspect of eating that might be something but having to worry about uh consuming nutrients to keep your character in a video game alive is is beyond annoying 
you can have a game that has a survival mechanics in it, right? Yeah. And and that's fine. Uh, Fallout New Vegas had a mechanic where you had to keep drinking water that's or else right. dehydrate and stuff. Yes. And there, there are things like that that exist, and it's and it's cool. If it's optional, it's great. Yes. But Thank when you. they force it into a game that doesn't need it, mm-hmm. that that's when I have problems because. In the real world, if you're thirsty, you turn on the tap and you get some water. Like anyone that's playing these video games has that ability. So right. you're making the aspect harder in the video game than it needs to be. And and what's what really sucks about those mechanics, and this always annoys me, mm-hmm. you don't feel the hunger or the thirst of the character that you're playing. Right. In real life, you know when you're thirsty. You know when you're hungry. You know mm-hmm. when you need to go to the bathroom. You know when you need to sleep. Yes. Your character cannot be that way because they, they have to create a mechanic that's always making you aware of all that stuff so suddenly instead of focusing on the interesting gameplay you're focusing on this the survivalist mechanic that is 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 artificially ingrained into the game itself that that doesn't add to the fun if, if, if and the way i look at it is, is like this uh, doom has amazing gunplay for okay. its time period yes uh interesting levels that you have to get around in and you have to find key cards to open up doors that's what yeah. makes doom doom of course would doom have been better or worse by giving the character um a thirst meter or a sleep meter right it, it takes away it, yeah it, it would take away from that stuff a, a great example of this is in in doom 3 when they introduced the mechanic of needing to take out a light and switch between your gun and your light as you were playing. Mm-hmm. And that might have seemed interesting at the time, but most people are thinking, why can't I just hold the light and the gun at the same time? Right. They eventually, in the BFG edition, introduced the mechanic where uh, the, the gun and the light are attached together or whatever it is. I think there was also a flashlight mod years before that. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they made the game... They, they took away from the interesting aspect of the game by buckling a mechanic on that, that doesn't make it enjoyable. Yes. It's one of the reasons why in many uh, racing games you don't have to put uh, gas in your car. Thank you. Like, could you imagine if the game started <laughs> up, like, before you got to the racetrack, you literally had to go to, like, a Shell and fill up this... Like, and nobody... No one would want that. In, oh. in, in, like bigger rally races where you have to get out to the side of the road that makes sense yeah but but like in at the very beginning of the level you would never want to do that and that's what i really hate about certain games that enforce those mechanics on there they're adding a layer that is not needed and doesn't add to the enjoyment of anyone playing you see you you know what i look at it too going back and i don't know why rockstar didn't learn from this too even in san andreas i think that mechanic of eating like you said you felt it because if you didn't eat he would be a skinny toothpick if he ate too much you'd be an, an, an obese person so you saw the mechanic and it felt like it was good with the flow of the game it doesn't work in this one i don't know why it just doesn't work at the time they did it in san andreas it was it was such a new idea and maybe and the that's concept why. was that in the things that you do i think skyrim was or sorry oblivion was really good at this okay. if you walked for a while if you ran for a while if you swam for a while if you walked around the night for a while you would get abilities based upon doing those things mm, your natural right. progression in the game of just doing basic stuff right. gave you experience and in san andreas if you ran a lot um he, he would be more toned and more fit and yeah. if he ate food or whatever it, like I, it, I don't think it was perfect, but it was in a way where it made a lot more sense. Thank you. Yes. Like if, if if you want your character to be a better fighter, go to the gym, and, and it made mm-hmm. it made a lot of sense that way. But Red Dead Redemption doesn't have that stuff. It doesn't have the 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 things that make the character better. It only feels like if I don't do these things, everything's going to be negative. And 
I'm not like I said, I'm not going to spoil the story, but there is a specific element in the game that makes that erases all that stuff and makes it completely pointless anyway. So that's where I had issues with that completely. And one last thing about the game that I need to harp on is that when you get in trouble with the law or you're you have a warrant on you, whatever, and people are chasing you, it's just easier to take the bullet and die than to try and actually fiend off the shootout. And so there's no consequence of that because then you could just die, go to the nearest post office and pay off your bounty and then that's it back to normal oh it is it's insane uh, i mean that that was something i couldn't really understand in the game right. um i'm i'm walking down a path in the middle of the forest and there's some random person there who who i accidentally might hit with my horse oh, or whatever I hated it might be. That. yes so he takes out a gun starts shooting at me yes. and i'm a faster gun than he is so i kill him and then suddenly that attracts the police that were not there. I just have to assume what happened was a, a, a bear uh, in the woods saw me and went, whoa, and then ran to the police and said, you can't believe what I just saw. And they're like, a bear's talking. Something happened where that went in the game and they thought that was okay. So so you're telling me that uh, uh, like uh, these, 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 these police that are all over the, the world of Red Dead Redemption 2 that are seemingly in the sky watching you constantly, yeah. that – was put in for realism, but eating was also put in. Like, like, why, why these two things don't make sense? You Thank make eating you. such an essential part of the game, sleeping such an essential part of the game, oh. but the aspect of having uh, um, uh, like uh, these these ever viewing police that just show up whenever. None of that made sense. No, you can't pick and choose when you're doing that stuff. Thank well, you. Well, you can, but you can just take out the bad stuff and just only put in the good things. Yes, and I'm the exact same way. If you're going to go like so, a so-called sim, then make sure you go all out where you actually... Because there's no consequence against if you don't ever sleep either. So I never sleep. I don't shave. People said that if you don't shower, people will talk to you. You won't be able to get certain missions. Do I care? Nope. means it's faster for me to clear the game. So that's actually a bonus. Like, they should have everything. They should have, if you fall down, your leg breaks, you need to go to the hospital, get it fixed. Uh, for an instance, the main character is a man. He doesn't relieve himself. What if the guy needs to masturbate? He should go in the corner and be able to do that, too. You should have everything, man. I guess. I mean, the more realism they put on, the more they want to. But I just think that uh, advanced realism in the game is unneeded. I, Thank you. Yes. I don't... I, 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 like, uh, for racing games and stuff, I... I don't need there to be a, a a super long racing sequence that is just 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 has nothing to it. I, yeah, like a uh, simulation racers can be really fun to play, but I find more often than not the simulation racers can just be very boring affairs where you're mm. doing really nothing. And what would make a simulation uh, like what would add more fun to it is look. Uh, a Twisted Metal, um, Vigilante 8, those yeah. games in- introduce car combat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and that might be different. That might add some uh, difference to it. Wh- wh- why is it that they sell more copies of Mario Kart than Forza right. or Gran Turismo? It's because Mario Kart isn't the same every time you play level. The, the levels are crazy and weird, and there's all these mm-hmm. abilities, there's all these things to do. And it makes the races so unique and fun to play and engaging. The realism aspect is what pulls some of that stuff back sometimes to the point where you're doing it just because you have to do it and not yeah. because it's enjoyable. Exactly. And, and and in Red Deb, like I said, I'm not doing anything but the story and I'm already on chapter five, which there's only six chapters, so I'm almost done. So why what's even the need of putting all this stuff in there if I'm not even going to do it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's adding weight to the game that isn't needed in my opinion. All right, I think we touched enough on Red Dead. We'll let it be. It's not for everyone. A lot of people still enjoy it. And like, again, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the value of this game. It's visually amazing. 
it's good to play and it's all right. It's just not fun. That's my only gripe. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I agree with you. So are you a multiplayer or a single player type of guy? I like them both. Um, okay. There's a lot of multiplayer games out there that I can really enjoy. Uh, Apex Legends is a brand new free-to-play game that came out that I was fully expecting not to enjoy. But then as I started playing it, I, I really started to get into it a lot more. But um, I also love a really good single-player experience regardless of what it is. Um, I'm totally just single player. I, again, I grew up like my first system was a ColecoVision, so I grew up in the era where if any, if there was any co-op or multiplayer, it would be couch co-op, and that's about it. So I don't mind couch co-op, but to go online and do it, I, like you said, I enjoy better single player experience than having to rely on people and going online and doing this and that, or even just playing with strangers. Oh yeah, for for me, multiplayer experiences have to be. Uh, a smaller experience, like a, a very minute thing that I can get in and get out of. And I think that's why I, I really gravitated towards Call of Duty a lot uh, mm. during the opening of the 360 and all that stuff. Because with those games, it was something that it's easy to just play a match or two and, and get out and, and just enjoy that little bit. Um, I was playing them with friends and, and having little fun times where we get together at night and we just play those kind of games uh, really briefly. But when it comes to single-player experiences, um, I like puzzle games. I like narrative-driven games, mm-hmm. action, adventure, strategy, and I like a lot of that stuff. But but when it comes to multiplayer, thinking about playing any one game for a really long time and and then having to wait for my friends to come on again to play it again, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like all the like, I would love to get into Destiny because it sounds so much fun in, in the premise of it all. I don't know how the game mechanic is or how I actually play, but what I hear from it and the footage, it looks fun to play. But am I, in on honesty, as an adult, almost in his 40s, am I going to be able to scrounge around four or five of my closest friends to play all at the same time? Yeah, see, that that's the kind of stuff. I, for, I, I know why people like Destiny, and I've played it a bit myself, but the, the, the games that I, I enjoy are, are smaller set experiences. Destiny does have some of that where you can just focus on a single mission, but very much like um, uh, certain aspects of um, online games that kind of uh, inflate the amount of time required to play something like that. Mm. I think it's the time investment that requires too much for me. And any one game I'm playing, I, I only need, I want to say, a few good days of gameplay out of a game to make it a worthwhile purchase for me. It, okay. it doesn't need to be something that needs to be some a game that lasts for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's, Thank you. It's just I like – when I when I'm, if I'm spending uh, – a certain dollar value on a game right there's this amount of money that i'll spend on a game and i hope to get something out of it that i enjoy i've spent very little on very small games that i ended up spending way more hours on exactly uh, right? a game a game like a tetris uh, uh uh the new tetris effect on playstation 4 okay it's it's a puzzle game yeah a beautiful puzzle game but it's still tetris there's there's not much more to it beyond what it is of course visually very engaging there's some extra features in there and some different rules that you don't see in normal tetris um the game's cool and i enjoy playing it but i'm definitely not going to be sitting there and playing it for weeks and weeks and weeks what right. i played of it i enjoyed i got my money out of it i got my time out of it and and i had a lot of fun with that experience but if you were to make a tetris game with a evolving rpg mechanic that went on for about three weeks of story and dialogue <laughs> where the tetris blocks had to eat and yeah that would not work for me and and i think that there's many gamers out there that kind of feel the same way uh time yeah. investment it, it, I, I feel if you're playing one game way longer than other games you're not really like you're you're still a gamer 
but you're you, you like one game more than a bunch of other things. It's like saying you love movies, but you only watch Marvel films. You know, there's like something gotcha. more to that. Right. I feel that anyone that likes playing video games uh, and, and, and considers themselves a, a gamer or, or like a or even like a film buff or anything, you yeah. you try to get a scope for everything out there and of not course. just limit yourself to one specific title or one specific franchise. No, I totally agree. I'm <clears throat> I'm in the same boat as you. To me, on all, actually, I had this talk last week with uh, with uh, Fubar. He was on the show, and we touched on it with if he likes long or short experiences in games. And for me, I'm in the realm of. About eight to twelve hour experience. That's a good enough for me. I don't need like this Red Dead Redemption that's taking up like a month or two months of my life. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Uh, I mean, it's just because like I I really like stories in, in 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 TV shows and stuff, and and I think something I've noticed, and this is in Netflix too. Um, mm. Many of the uh, Marvel uh, to television shows that they made for Netflix, right? Uh, those stories could have been done in. Three episodes. Thank you. <laughs> and that would have been it, and it would have been great, and it would have oh, been fine. Yes. But the, like, I, I watch a lot of British television and British uh, series, okay. and what I find with those shows is that they don't have the budgets or or the necessity or the or the want to make a series last for twenty six episodes. They will do right. a series or a season uh, that exists for three episodes, and it gets. <laughs> I know everything out of the way that you want mm-hmm. and it pinpoints and focuses on the things that matter most that are most essential to the story those are the kind of narratives that i like and i think video games could do well to focus on that as well i, I mean look you can have the hunting mechanics you can have the other things and the side quests and all that stuff yeah, and that can course. still be there and if you thoroughly enjoyed the game you can go and play those aspects but i don't believe that uh the weight of everything else should be should be added on to that. I don't need a story to be 17 weeks long just because I'm trying uh, to play it. I, I, I like to get a good story out of there and, and remember who all the characters are and not think back weeks before what happened Thank at that you. point. And you shouldn't be forced to play those mechanics. Like, for example, if you go buy ice cream, there's all sorts of ice creams that people like out there. Like, me personally, I hate chocolate uh, mint. I mean, mint chocolate chip? Yeah, mint chocolate chip. I hate that flavor. People love it. I understand why it's there. Will I get it when I go to the ice cream shop? No. When I walk in the door, are they going to spoon feed at me and say, you can't come in unless you eat this ice cream? Of course they aren't. And that's how I think video games should all be from now on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Having uh, having the ability to just choose the things you like. There's lots of video games out there, especially multiplayer, that have different multiplayer functions and abilities uh, or, or like uh, concepts. So maybe you have one that's Capture the Flag or another one that's Battle Royale or... Another one that's just uh, Team Deathmatch. Yeah. And you might just prefer playing the one mode. And and that's great. And I will play that one mode with my friends and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But the moment a game forces you to play other modes on top of that one mode, right. then suddenly you're doing something you don't want to do. And this is supposed to be a pastime and an enjoyment thing. Thank so, you. Yeah, I, I, I will sooner give up on an experience like that than force myself to play it unless it's for work. Okay, so when you were younger, what was your favorite couch co-op game to play? Wow, uh, I would have to say Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, you're the, a fan uh, of that? SNES. SNES. Oh, I love that game too. Yeah, I, I know that game. It's not too popular. Not a lot of people know it. But yes, that was a good game to play couch co-op. Okay, now how about this as a follow-up question? Dead or Alive, who would you want to play that game with? If you had Dead any choice. Uh, oh, you mean like I, I, not not the series Dead or Alive. You mean like if I picked anyone from anywhere? Yes, if you were be able to sit down on your couch, go back in time whenever you used to play it as a young Shane and be like, I want this celebrity beside me dead or alive to play this game with me. Who would it be? 
Vincent Price, because I would think when when I played uh, uh, Zombies at My Neighbors, there was these great sequences where they have these um, macabre titles that begin before uh, you start each level. Yes, of course. I think uh, I think Vincent Price just saying those lines before every level start. <laughs> I think that would be worth it. I would have to carry him through every level. Probably. I swear I would have to, but it would be worth it. <laughs> and what about upcoming releases? What hardware or game are you looking forward to? Hardware? Uh, at this moment right now, I am I am so r- uh, racking my brain to find out what the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox 2 are going to be like. Mm. Um, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen in those fields. I, I just want to know... I. I, I just I just love the introduction of newer technology, so it really excites me for that. Uh, for future games, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a game I'm very much looking forward to. Um, okay. It is a uh, Japanese uh, centered uh, or a, Jap- a Japanese focused game from um, the uh, perspective of a samurai, right. and uh, you're dealing with um, I think uh, an enemy force that is 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 like uh, attacking uh, your world. So there's this really interesting. Uh, art style and the direction that they were showing off at the gameplay I've seen. So that that's the big one I'm looking forward to right now. And I think that's that's probably my top pick at this moment. No, those are pretty good picks. You'll get no complaints here from me. Okay, how about this? On your downtime and you're not gaming, what does Shane do? Well, uh, typically I'll watch TV shows uh, like Netflix and stuff like that if I'm, if I'm not going to the gym. But I think my uh, one of my favorite things to do is... Uh, try out like food weird food and stuff like that uh okay. i'll go to uh, i'll go to trips to the states and pick up like weird snacks and stuff like that or or things in um for a while there um my wife and i were like running around and we were going to uh burger joints and stuff and we were finding okay. uh beyond burgers and impossible burgers and trying those out to see if you could even tell the difference between that and a real burger and right. yeah just just stuff like that Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so you brought up Marvel on Netflix, and it's good. Okay, so you do watch Netflix, so this is great. Have you seen the new Titans series that's on Netflix? I have not, because I saw the trailer, and I didn't think I need to see it. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, I don't want to ruin it, but, okay, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I prefer Marvel over DC. I appreciate DC, but, like you said, every Marvel series, maybe for the exception of the first Daredevil and maybe Jessica Jones, but... Everything else, there was no need for it. Like, it could have been all condensed. They could have even made just one series of, like, four episodes explaining Iron Fist, explaining everything and how they came together, whatever. I didn't even watch The Last Daredevil, to tell you the truth, because I was already so bored into episode two. But Titans, I think, did it right, where it's not a full hour. It's like, it's not a full 55 minutes to an hour, so you're not that invested. It's usually around 40 to 45 minutes, so that's pretty good. And it does it in 11 episodes, but there's always something going on. There's no downtime, and... I, I don't check trailers. I don't look at trailers for that exact reason, what you just said, because sometimes it ruins so much. Or you think you see something and you're like, oh, I've had enough. But I recommend checking it out if you're into comic books, because I think it's one of the best comic book series on Netflix. I would definitely give it a shot for that alone then, yeah. I, I was worried when I saw the trailer that they were trying to make a dark and gritty kind of DC world where I have always felt that DC was the more dark and gritty and right. Marvel was always a little bit more fluffy. And... I I was I was nervous because I, to be to understand like I watched so much those Netflix shows and I felt like I got so little out of them. Thank um, you. I, I, I there was I love the characters. I love of the course. universe that they're in. I, I love a lot of the relationships that they have and the mm-hmm. way that they form things. 
Um, I really enjoyed Luke Cage as a character right. and, and seeing that character evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Iron Fist had its problems, but there was I just like the idea of these characters. Of course. When it got to seeing Titans, I was worried because what I saw was, oh, you're just trying to copy what Netflix is doing, and Netflix isn't doing it well enough for my enjoyment. So mm. I didn't want to see a variation of that. But it, but if it is more compressed and it, it gets rid of uh, all that fluff that you get from those episodes from the other shows, yeah, I, I would give that a look. And it, it, don't get me wrong. It is, I guess, they try to go the dark route. Like, they swear it's a, a mature rating. They even have sort of nude scenes where you see some of the characters' asses and stuff. But... If you put that all aside and you actually, like I said, it's very, like, I almost watched the whole series in the span of like three to four days and I barely ever binge watch anything. That's how invested I was in it. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely give it a look. Okay. So I want to ask you something personally. Well, it's not personal, but as one Portuguese guy to another and having Portuguese parents. Now, I don't know how your parents are, but most Portuguese parents aren't really supportive of their sons going into the entertainment route, so, so to speak. Like, for example... My dad alone doesn't even know. I've been doing this now for, I'm in my third year of podcasting. My dad still to this date has not listened to an episode, does not know I do this. He doesn't even care. Even if I told him, he wouldn't care because you just think it's nonsense, obviously, right? So how supportive or non-supportive were your parents when you, I shouldn't say dropped a bomb because it's not like this is something negative, but when you broke the news to them that you want to do this for a living? Well, when I originally started to get into it, um, my mom thought I was nuts. Oh, but, okay. I mean, like, uh, to understand, I was coming away from, like, a career that I was building in, in marketing and stuff. So I, oh. I, I was making a salary and all that stuff. Right. And uh, when I, I just – I got to be honest. I, I <laughs> Video games are not a, a passing interest for me. This is something I've loved since I was a kid. And right. what I loved wasn't just – the, the concept of playing video games it was it was when I was a kid my dad would buy me copies of next generation magazine I'd be reading about all these amazing articles mm. and learning about the people creating the games and right. that those stories the wild things that they would come up with in those in those meetings to build these amazing games that stuff really interested me a lot so for me it's it's not just the games that interest me or the hardware it's it's the entirety of the game industry. It's this whole world of it. And mm. I'm super, so excited about uh, about having any kind of impact in that world or, or being a part of it. And that, that's that's one of the reasons I really wanted to re-res. Being able to explain it to my mom, <laughs> that's hard. Uh, Thank you. It's, it's a very <laughs> difficult thing because it's like, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to do YouTube. Yeah. So she understands that YouTube now is a success for us. Like she, okay. she gets that from where we are now because it, it is my full time job. But right. when, when I was starting, it, it was like, okay, I'm in the basement mm. and I'm recording episodes and, and they're going up. She now shares it with her friends mm-hmm. and, and other family members and stuff. And right. she's always excited to tell people what I do. Nice. I think, uh, when she came over to my house and, uh, saw the, the reward I got from YouTube for getting a certain amount of subscribers that that's when she was like, Oh, so this is real. Uh, um, when, when she saw pictures online of, of us at conventions where people came to see us, mm. that's when she started to understand that there's, there's actually legitimacy to what we're doing and, and all that stuff. And, and right. I think having a studio space that we pay for that, that we go to is like a nine to five mm. that does change things up dramatically because it, it, she doesn't have to understand how, 
all of that works. Of course, yeah. But she understands that that's 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 a business. My um my bo- both of uh like my my parents uh, well my my mom uh, worked in traditional um jobs from uh for, for like paychecks stuff like that. Yeah. But my uh, my dad uh, he started his own company, and mm. so I think that they were able to see to understand that more from uh, an entrepreneur uh, state of being. So. I think they were more lenient on it, right? But they're parents, and they were definitely a little bit nervous that I wasn't making the right steps and the right choices. But I think any good parent would be. Well, I guess you had better parents than mine, because, <laughs> like I said, he, like my dad, he created his own business too, very successful, did good on his own. And like I think my brother tried to explain to him one day that I did a podcast, and he was like, "What's that?" And in old typical Portuguese style, speaking Portuguese, and there's I don't like we don't even know like when I used to live in Portugal. There was no such thing as podcasts. So I don't even know if the word podcast is an actual Portuguese word or if they have their own word for podcasting, right? So we're trying to explain to him. We're like, oh, it's just something on the radio. He's like, oh, on the radio. That doesn't make money. I was like, of course it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, thanks, Dad. But uh, mind you, this is coming from a father that doesn't even know when my birthday is. So you know what I mean? It is what it is. My uh, my my dad uh, got me into computers at a young age, and my mom did too uh, through through like games and stuff like that. My mom That's loved awesome. Pac Man, so oh, there you go. I think that they they, they kind of fostered that growth quite a bit for me. And uh, there, there's like a, a really good relationship I have with them in video games. So I I I think they understand it quite a bit. But there, I mean, I think I I really feel that as as we go for for the longest time. I, the idea of, of digital jobs or working from home mm. the way we do, that wasn't a commonplace thing. There, there were jobs that existed like that prior right. to uh, the 80s and 90s, but I think now it's it's become uh, a bigger thing because so much of the media we consume and so many things we do are within social means of social networks and, and digital networks right. that it, it can be an achievable goal. Um there's somebody out there who can just knit sweaters all day long mm-hmm. and sell them on Etsy and, and Amazon right. and, and be successful there. Yep. And, and that's great. And I think that there's 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 easier ways now to to be successful at more humble origins or, 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 or more um, uh, like hobby type projects that you can do either as a side project for fun or, or do it a bit more. Uh, for instance, there's a lot of people out there and I actually know quite a few people in the area mm-hmm. uh, in Ontario and even in the U S who um, build main machines. Mm-hmm. And that, that was something that they never would have dreamed doing, but mm-hmm. they got into carpentry, they got into woodwork and electronics. Yeah. So they understood how to do that stuff and they just built a couple for fun and then oh. they just started selling them. And, and then it, as you know, just as a spare time thing, and then yeah. it became more of a, a real industry thing for them. Of course. Then they just started making real projects. And I think that's where a lot of those interesting ideas in, in, in business come from. So it's crazy and it's wild and it's different than it was in the past. But I think that eventually, you know, when, when, when our generation are having kids and stuff mm. like that, they'll, it's easier to explain to them that, yeah, um, so uh, when you were born, I I had to review um, Fallout uh, Seven, and and that was a thing, and that was a game, and you know like something like that. Right. So yeah, I think it makes sense. It does. Or will they understand? Because they might not. They might be on to the next big thing that we won't even understand, right? So who knows? Could be, yeah. Instead of, uh, I mean, the the way that the internet exists right now could drastically change in the next uh, decade or so to the point where it doesn't represent the same necessary openness that exists at this point uh, we might have a more controlled internet uh we might have um less options or 
a more corporate interest in the way that the media is consumed. Mm-hmm. We might even have a specific company create a better variation of the internet using free um, broadband space and uh, anywhere, and that can just make That's something. True too. I remember when I was a kid when they introduced cable over or uh, internet over cable lines and and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey." That's faster than phone lines, and I thought, no way. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. I mean, right now, uh, we're lucky to be able to have pretty stable internet where we live, but mm-hmm. in the future, if they keep laying down fiber optic lines, eventually you're going to have way more people with internet or, or, or dry loops or whatever it might be that create super fast internet that mm. we are not even getting right now that can create huge opportunities because without those kind of limitations of downloadable speeds and stuff yeah suddenly people are doing amazing big things with projects no kidding it's uh, it boggles the mind what could happen in the future so i like to end the show with the dumb laws game would you like to take your chances at the dumb laws game absolutely perfect all right so i'll present you three dumb laws you get to choose which one is the actual real dumb law there will be three categories ready sure all right so these these are just by state so it's state laws in minnesota it is illegal to sleep naked in delaware it is illegal to purchase or wear blue jeans or is it in south dakota it is illegal not to own a bible so one of these is real, and the other ones are fake. You got it. I'm going to say the third one's real. So in South Dakota, it is illegal to own a Bible. Or, no, yes. not to own a Bible, yeah. Oh, you're wrong. It would be the first one. In Minnesota, it is illegal to sleep naked. Really? I don't know how they enforce that, but I guess it is. <laughs> I Wow, I would have never guessed. I, I mean... I wonder how many people are breaking that law every single day. Hence the term dumb laws. <laughs> I think in uh, in the in the town I live near, uh, Hespler, I believe it's illegal to drag a dead horse through the streets from 5 to 7 p.m. or something like that. It's, it's like it's this weird old law that yeah. somebody must have done that once. Like, like everyone's like, you know, Albert <laughs> keeps doing that every single day. We got to like tell the police and the police are like, okay, let's just – to make a log, prevent him from doing that, and, and, and that's what happened. <laughs> All right, these, this next set's pretty out there, so I don't, I don't understand the logic in any of these, so good luck. All right. Okay. In Missouri, it is illegal to ride your bicycle in a swimming pool. In Idaho, it is illegal for a man to give his significant other a box of candy weighing less than 50 pounds. Or is it in Ohio? It is illegal to use video games as a type of foreplay. Okay, so I'm going to say that the third one definitely that that one that one's not real. Okay, because I can't imagine them making a video game law uh, like that. But maybe the second one sounds about right to me. You know what? No, I'm going to say the 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 the, the bike. I, I think the bike is the real law there. Final answer. Final answer. I should have gone with your first instinct. It's the Idaho one. You can't. You have to buy a box of candy weighing more than fifty pounds. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That's I know. a lot of candy. So, what's your logic behind this? What the hell happened for someone to get in trouble for for buying less than fifty pounds worth of candy? What the hell's going on? I have to imagine that it was just somebody that was really upset or, or very obese and wanted a lot more candy than they got. 
I can't. I can't really see how that one would work at all. But okay, I don't want to sound. I, I, okay, here's my here's my theory. I don't want to sound gross, but this is Idaho. They have a lot of animals out there. This says significant other. It doesn't say same sex. Doesn't say opposite sex. It says significant other. Significant other could be an animal. So maybe they had to buy this amount for certain animals to eat. I, I mean, it, it could be. I, I the way I see it, the, the way I could break it down in my head is that it's probably like uh, the candy doesn't have to be fifty pounds. It could just be a really big box. Oh. Put some rocks in there or something, and then put one candy. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, I mean, it, 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 the, remember, it's it's whatever the box is. It the box could be made with lead. I don't think that's a good idea, but you could do that, and then it would just that's be a true. very heavy box. Hey, you know what? There's loopholes against everything, right? Yeah. All right. Let's see if you could get at least one right here. All right. In South Carolina, it is illegal for a man to shave his legs. In Texas, it is illegal to promote or own more than six dildos? Or is it, in Florida, it is illegal to boil water outside in the summer? Wow. Uh, <laughs> after these last couple of questions, I honestly don't. I, I thought I'd be better at this, but now I'm just like, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say in Florida, boiling water, because that, that literally sounds like something that that for energy conservative sake you may not want to do so gonna go with that one well you went 0 for 3 it was believe it or not in Texas it is illegal to promote or own more than 6 dildos I don't even know how that would happen. Why would the, why who who would do that in the first place? And, I mean, unless you had a store, maybe. I just, that is just that is wild. Maybe someone was online and they put like a picture of six dildos and promoted it, and then they were like, "Hey, that's one more dildo than I needed to see." You, if you had five, I'd let it pass. But you put six, I can't see this anymore. I guess I don't know. These are the, I can't believe these are like you know what I mean. I I thought I thought maybe there might be some logic, like a hidden logic. No, like, no. Oh, in in spring when it's when it, or like <sighs> in the summer when it's really hot and you're using energy to boil water, that doesn't make a lot of sense outside or whatever it might be. But right, like, right. I can't even find the like in my head. Why would you need a box weighing that much? Like why? No one's going to eat 50 pounds of chocolate, so the box has to be heavy. But why does that even ma- matter? It may have had something to do with trading laws or something like that. But wow, oh, maybe none of these none of these sound right to me in the slightest. It's a good thing we live in Canada, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, on that note, chain, you want to plug anything where people could find you, where they could find Rerez, anything upcoming? Well, yeah, you can find Rerez at Rerez dot net. So that's R E R E Z dot net. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Twitter or, or tw- at Rerez TV. And, uh, yeah, we've got two YouTube channels, hot take and Rerez ones for video game news. And the other one is just for video game reviews and cool, interesting stuff like that. Cool. And for myself, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under finger styles, the podcast, the podcast dap on Twitter, email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, whatever you want at thepodcastdap at gmail.com. And like I said, listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify. Make sure to rate, subscribe, like, follow, review, whatever those platforms have there. Do it. It really helps us out. You don't understand how much it does. Please do that if you listen, if you subscribe. Do all that nice stuff for us. 
and go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25. Go to poppyapparel.com, use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. We have merch.com until February 28th. Buy yourself some The Podcast merch there. And i also like to announce that I will be also partaking, once again, in the live stream for The Cure on May 19th. I will be on at 1 p.m. And this is to help find The Cure to fucking cancer and everything that it's done to... I guess everyone out there, because one way or another, believe it or not, people, you have been affected by cancer, even if you don't know it. Trust me, it's one of those shitty diseases that are out there that shouldn't be out there anymore. Let's try and get rid of it. So you could start donating. You could email me to see where you could donate to. Once again, May 19th, more details to follow. Go to podbros.com. Listen to the show there. Listen to a bunch of other shows if you want to as well. Click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds for your charge. Helps them out. Helps me out. And that's it. Another show comes to an end. All good, my friend? Very good. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being aboard. He's Shane. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.